Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with sports done right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright, broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion, the governor of sports talk, that is, and he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports done right. Up next. ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the situation room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. 
His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And he's loose! going on everybody Vince Wright the sports governor in a being remodeled situation room here at the Govs Palatial no Palatial listen to me the, the Govs Palatial governor's mansion here in the great state of Minnesota Vince Wright coming to you on another Tuesday night edition sports done right Coming to you live on Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and I'm probably missing one in there, but most streaming services is where you will find us. Also on X Squad Affiliate Radio. What up to the X? Appreciate everybody tuning in again Tuesday night. We got a fun show planned for you here. We're going to talk a little bit um, about this Laker fiasco that's going on here. And in the 8 o'clock hour, two very good... Very, very good interviews. First up at the top of the hour, the one and only, you've heard him here, ex-squad affiliate Jelani Bodie. That's right, the host of the Wait a Minute show himself. We'll be joining the sports governor to talk about these NBA playoffs and some other things going on as well. And then Brian Heinz, um, first time uh, guest is going to be joining us. And he comes to us from the Minnesota Sports Fan Podcast. And we're going to be talking... Lo and behold, the Minnesota Twins. I mean, we've talked about it before. Yeah, stand up. Why not? Twins off to a stellar start. And we are going to talk about them tonight because it is about time that they get their due as well. So we'll get into that. They got another win. Big, big, big blast by Miguel Sano last night. And off and running. I want to say what up to Mr. 334, Bama boy. Uh, uh, Rolling tide all over the place down there. What up, witches, sir? Appreciate you stopping in here. Um, Again, Vince Wright, sports governor. You can follow me on Twitter at the big smooth one, the number one after the big smooth. So make sure you check that out. You can also follow me on Facebook, Sports Done Right, our group on Facebook, as well as Instagram, Sports Done Right there as well. And then uh, I think that's it. That's it. So like I said, man, we're going to talk a little bit before Jelani joins us here at eight o'clock central time that is 
We're going to talk a little bit about this Lakers fiasco. Um, before I get to that, however, breaking, well, not really breaking news anymore. Ryan Saunders is the official head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we'd like to congratulate him. He gets all the sound effects there. Listen, SportsGov is is totally honest, always transparent. And I've told you, I have, it's not that I was ever against Ryan Saunders getting the job. I just wasn't sure. You know, and and everything I've said, I, I hope he proves me wrong 300% because we can't be going through this in two years looking for another coach, another this, another that. It just can't happen. So I was just under the auspices that this is a very important hire. And for us to go out and really evaluate people's interest in coming here to be a coach and see, you know, who who we could get. Now, we've heard from the new general manager that all kinds of people were inquiring about this job. I don't really know about that, but... In the end, Ryan Saunders, um, the late great Flip Saunders' son, gets the gig. From everything coming out of Target Center in downtown Minneapolis, the players wanted him. And I, what's not the one? I, you know, everything I've known from the the couple media people I know in in, in the cities, he's a great dude. Everybody loves him. The, it, but here's the problem now: it's more so the team is really going to have to up their game now because of. The team wanted him. The team's got to kind of have to start playing better to keep him around. So I hope that Ryan Saunders is everything that people tell me. And I hope he's one of the great next minds of, of college or college of NBA basketball. And I hope he can turn it around for our Timberwolves people. Because let me tell you something here in Timberwolves nation here in Minnesota and uh, the upper Midwest. When you look down to the east and you see Milwaukee doing what they're doing and you look out a little further west and you see Denver uh, getting it back together, you see an improving somewhat uh, Sacramento team. Phoenix, new young coach and a couple of very young pieces there that hopefully can pan out for them and their fan base. So... When you hear me question Ryan Saunders and if they should have hired him, please remember, that's all I wanted. I just wanted due diligence because this is a critical time for this franchise. You know, you have Glenn Taylor always being put through the ringer because of um, decisions that he's made here recently and people questioning if he's maybe the best person to be the owner of the team. You know, you have new pieces in place, new basketball or vice president of basketball operations. You have obviously now Ryan Saunders, Flip's son as coach. And everything, no, that kind of comes along with that. I mean, it it was a touching press conference today. Ryan emotional, obviously, you know, that's to be expected taking over the position his his father held. And dad obviously beaming down with pride from the heavens. But does the owner, Glenn Taylor, now 
does he have the wherewithal to, to kind of put the other pieces in place here and help the Timberwolves get back to some sort of respectability? Because you got Jimmy Butler, you made the playoffs one year, the Jimmy Butler fiasco goes down. And it's funny, people always want to dog Jimmy Butler here, but Jimmy Butler got himself out of the situation and then was playing playoff basketball. I want to say what up to the man, the myth, the pod father himself. When people ask me, Gov, where'd the name come from? Well, I tell them one man from North Carolina, <laughs> kind of like the Jordan intro. The man from North Carolina, Jungle Brother. <laughs> what up, Jungle? JB in the house. Appreciate you coming through tonight, Jungle. Jungle Brother is the man I used to go on his show with Jersey Vern, who you hear on our show a lot. Um, he's the one that dubbed me to go because I was always talking Minnesota sports and representing the state and whatnot. So Jungle Brother is the, is the man, the myth, the legend. I call him the pod father because... Him and, and um, Jersey were the first one out of the box, and now we all got all kinds of different shows. Want to say what up to Cedric Galloway in the house? What up, Big Ced? Love, love them dodges. Appreciate you coming through, my man. Uh, we got Bama Boy in here. Angry Black Man in the house, ABM, who's been on here with us before. I want to say what up to him. <laughs> What's going on, sir? We'll give you the little for my main man, ABM, angry black man in the house. Big Mike rolling up for Eden Prairie over on the Twitterverse. What's up, sir? Appreciate you. Every week, Mike's listening. Every week, Mike's listening. Hit me up with direct messages, questions for the week. Mike, I'm, I, you got to call in, bro, or you, you got to come on the show live. We got to get you on, man. Um, by the way, 651-968-0124 is the number. In about 12 minutes, we're going to have Jelani Bodie on. We're going to be talking NBA hoops, NBA playoffs. And you know what? We may even touch on Jungle Brothers New York Knicks. Don't say it. Don't say it. We're going to give you two minutes of Knicks talk only because JB checked up in here. And I got to say, what is going on to Lisa? And Lisa is from Invergrove Heights. Hey, Gov, love the show. First time I'm checking you out um, live, she says. Appreciate that, Lisa. Appreciate that. Uh, Big L has joined us in the Spreaker.com chat room. What up, sir? And my main man, the man, the myth, the legend, Jam Master Justin is in the house. Justin Ekstrom, who is one of the co-hosts of our of my other show, um, the North Star Sports Podcast. He helped line up one of the guests, Brian Heinz, tonight. Justin Ekstrom checking in. Justin, if you're at work, man, go home soon. That man puts in a lot of work hours. So what up to Justin? All right, man. RC in the house. The other day with Justin in the house. RC in the house. We got three Minnesota brothers rolling. Appreciate you, RC. Deontay Wilder, by the way. Let's talk quickly about that. First round knockout, RC. Uh, impressive, even though Mr. Brazil is not the um, <laughs> type of opponent we were hoping for. But Deontay did exactly what he had to do. I picked him in three rounds, but he had to go out and knock this dude out. So 
Uh, props to Deontay Wilder laying claim that he is, in fact, the best heavyweight. Now, let's get him and Anthony Joshua in the mix. If, the, if, we, if you can get Fury in the ring, go back at it. But, uh, yeah, man, like Big L says, Wilder beat a bum. That is true. That is true. But let's uh, talk a little Lakers here before Jelani calls in, and we'll get his take, too. And I want to hear you guys' take in the, in the uh, chat room. What's going on in Lakerland? How did it get to be this dysfunctional? It didn't happen overnight. Team hasn't made the playoffs in a minute. Jeannie Buss makes the power move. And, you know, I've been a Laker fan since 79. Magic Johnson is my favorite player in the whole wide world when it comes to basketball. Hands down, more so than George. I mean, Magic is my dude. And to see him come out on first take and to say what he said, the the first thing, and, and, you know, I mean, nobody ever wants to take Magic to task. Everybody loves Magic Johnson. But why didn't you say this right from the get-go, Magic? Why didn't you say this right from the get-go? Want to say what up to Big Kevin in the house? Clutch Conversations. RC, how you feeling about Pacquiao Thurman after their press conference today? And yeah, folks, that Pacquiao Thurman fight, that's going to be a very interesting one. Can Manny go to the well one last time? We'll talk about that as the fight nears. RC said if Wilder had a left jab, he'd be even more dangerous, but he's got Ernie Shaver's power in the right hand. He definitely does. Um, Jeannie Buss, you got the team, and she is just running this thing into the ground. I don't know how Rob Palenka gets to be where he is from literally just being Kobe's agent. Now you have the Rambis family coming in on the side. And as uh, someone who had Kurt Rambis for a minute up here as a coach, love Kurt Rambis as a Laker, Superman, the glasses, all that stuff. But nah. So now what happens in Lakerland? They got a new coach today, but obviously that was all overshadowed by the Magic Johnson's interview on first take. And again, Magic should have said that right from the get-go. I realize there's protocols and, you know, you got to do things certain ways and all this stuff and how it comes out to the media. But if this was the issue, if you felt that people were stabbing you in the back, just come out and say that. Just come out and say that. That is all you got to do. So I just, the once proud Laker franchise is now the, the little brother to the Los Angeles Clippers. The seats may be purple and gold there at Staples Center, man. But right now there's only one franchise within the, the realm of Staples Center that seems to know what the hell they are doing and that is the Los Angeles Clippers, and that pains me. Jungle Brothers, so Gov, you're going to dismiss everything Magic said and throw it back in his face because he didn't say it when he resigned? No, I'm not. I'm not, Jungle Brother. I'm just saying that's why you should have said it right from the get-go. I don't doubt anything Magic said, and Magic, you know, is Magic Johnson. I think he said it's exactly as he said. He went in there. He said, okay, I have other businesses to run. He's damn near a billionaire running his other businesses. So that's the priority because he doesn't make that type of money, you know, doing that Laker job. I get it. 
But I just wish Jungle Brother that he would have came out and said that from the get-go. I'm not throwing it back in his face. I believe a lot of what he said. I would love to hear from Jeannie Buss. Notice who's been absent in all this. Love to hear from Miss Buss. I really would. Because she's she's the one running it. She owns, you know? And now there's rumors that Jim Buss and the other brother want to kind of get back into the mix, as Magic Johnson talked about, which he didn't maybe necessarily have all that much of a problem with. But somebody out there, Jeannie, they, they got to sit down and, and say, look, we either got to get some, and I'm speaking of, of Jeannie Buss, they got to get help in terms of how to run a front office because it's becoming quite obvious they don't know what they're doing. And now you have LeBron there going, man, I left Cleveland for the dysfunction over there. Now I'm in the hotbed with the most dysfunctional franchise. Did you ever think you hear that about the Los Angeles Lakers people? The most dysfunctional franchise out there. Big L says, didn't the other bus brother suck as an owner? Yes, he did. Jim did. Reason you got Genie. No, you're, you're right. But can it get worse? I mean, probably, I mean, if they wind up getting, if LeBron takes off somehow, some way, I mean, he ain't, but I don't know, man. I don't know. It is just crazy. So, uh, Jungle says, you are throwing it back in his face. They lied to him and handcuffed him from doing the job. No, Jungle, I agree. I agree with you. I just, again, wish he would have said it all right there when the initial press count conference happened when he quit that's all i'm saying jb they did hamstring him if you know and that's the thing you gave him the power and then it's like one day okay fire uh when he like he said he wanted to fire luke walton but then you know other people really like luke walton so one day it was like yeah go ahead fire him he comes in the next day uh, then magic's told he can't fire him because this person says so and that person says so and then he comes in another too much wishy-washiness. Like Magic said, you got too many cooks in the kitchen, too many people at the table, when it should literally be Genie Bus himself, and Rob Palenka. And when do Palenka and Genie Bus answer for this? Nobody. Where are they? People need to start demanding some interviews and accountability from them. All right, let's do this. We're going to take a very quick break right now as I'm going to, I have to call up, get Mr. Jelani on our phone lines here. So when we come back, Jelani Bodie, host of the Wait a Minute Show, will continue the discussion about the Lakers, the NBA playoffs, Milwaukee, Golden State. Will Oklahoma City ever do anything, people? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, anyway, I am Vince Wright, the Sports Governor, Tuesday night edition live from the Sports Mansion. The Gov is giving you a little sports done right, and we'll be right back after this. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind, like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind, like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama, like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. 
Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human. And she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org.
votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor, is back. And joining us on the line is the one and only the host of the Wait a Minute show, Mr. Jelani Bodie. What up, Jelani? Hey, what's going on, Vince? Not much, sir. Not much. Uh, first off, it has been way too long since we talked, man. How's my man Lopan doing? Lopan is, uh, he's all right. You know, he's still the same Lopan. This is New Year, new Lopan, uh, but same old tricks. So, um, you never, never can quite uh, get rid of old bad habits with that guy. Uh, dude, I hear you. I hear you. All right, man. Well, let's get to it here. Now, I was pontificating a little bit on the Los Angeles Lakers situation. Before we get into the playoffs, Jelani, and again, Jelani Bodie's joining us, host of the Wait a Minute show. What is your take on just this, the fiasco that is the Los Angeles Lakers? To me, uh, it's in Hollywood, so it it seems like it's fitting because it it seems like a big soap opera, you know, that's going on, you know, out there. And, you know, the crazy thing about it, I don't know if uh, people remember this movie, they should, but uh, there was a a movie called Soul Food that came uh, out a long time ago. And, you know, the main character, which was, you know, the mother or, you know, she was the mother of of all everyone she kept everything kind of you know in house all the all the right. hoopla everything that was going on she kept it in order and so what i've i feel is dr bus was kind of like that that person it, you know it, i'm sure things went on in the laker organization in the past but he was able to keep all of that you know out of the media out of you know the uh limelight out of um you know, uh, people talking, you know, uh, to the media and everything. And now, you know, of course he's not with us anymore, but now that you have, uh, Jenny Buss running the organization, uh, it just seems like there's so many hands that are in the cookie jar instead of it just being the one hand and then everyone else, you know, know their role. So, uh, it's a big mess. It's, it's something that we're not used to, uh, when it comes to, to the Laker organization, you know, that, that we're used to that stuff happening with, with other franchises, but, right. you know, to the point to where it is right now, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's gotten out of hand. Do you agree with magic bouncing the way he did? No, I don't. Um, you know, I guess as this story has developed, you know, things are, are starting to make a little bit more sense. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you're you employed by someone. And there is something that is called, you know, professional, professional courtesy. And for that organization, which he's been associated with for so long, and, you know, just he knows Jenny and, and everything else as far as like, you know, uh, LeBron and, and whatever else. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm not saying he had to give her a two week, you know, notice or anything like that, but something to where it wasn't everybody found out, you know, at the same time, you know, so I didn't like how, how he did it. It seemed like he had his reasons, you know, for, for doing it, but I just felt, you know, it could have been handled a little bit better. 
Right. And, you know, that's the thing, too, you know, in our chat room here. And by the way, I want to welcome uh, Mo Cheese, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Grits, X-Squad affiliate, joining us as well. Thank you for popping in here. Our Jungle Brother, though, wants to know who Tim is and why nobody's interviewing Tim. And that was the thing, too, Jelani. I mean, we're still waiting to hear from Jeannie Bus. Still haven't really heard from Palinka and whoever Tim is, obviously the Rambuses. When is somebody else going to, namely either Palinka or Jeannie Buss, going to step up and finally talk about this situation? I think when it's, it's too late. You know, I, I just think it's, uh, and at this point, I think we are, you know, too far into it because, uh, like Magic was saying, like he finds out, you know, hey, I, I thought Jeannie was the, you know, the person that was only my boss, and, and you're finding out all this other stuff. I mean, even even with the Jason Kidd, situation you know as far as like that jason kidd has to be on the you know the staff and i still haven't figured out why is that you know what is jason kidd bringing to the table to where he is a must to have you know on your on your uh on your staff so um so this yeah the guy named tim you know everybody's finding out about tim it seems like this week and uh, it's like, okay, how much power does Tim have? How much influence does Tim have? How much, you know, uh, power or influence does, does the Rambus have? And that goes back to just how all of this is, is a mess because, you know, it, it started with Dr. Bus, it ended with Dr. Bus, and then everyone, you had your role. And it, it doesn't seem like in this organization that there are too many defined roles. Well, that's, yeah, I was just going to say, it sounds like everybody but Magic Johnson, you know, (laughs) had the power. Um, Let's move on from that, because I really wanted to get you on here. And again, folks, Jelani Bodie, host of the Wait a Minute show, uh, taking some time out of his very busy schedule to join us. So I thank him for doing that. All right, Jelani, uh, we are deep into the playoffs here. Obviously, we know what's happening, Golden State. But let's start over in the East. Tell me, man, do you like the Milwaukee Bucks? And do they, and of course, everybody's kind of jumping ahead here. But if they do get past Toronto, and I'll come back, I want to circle back to Toronto as I got a couple questions for you there. But do they have what it takes to take out a truly tested veteran Golden State team, in your opinion, if they get there? It's going to be hard, but. If there's one team uh, at this point, if you were asking me this last year, uh, I would have said, you know, the Houston Rockets were, were the only uh, team that, that had that chance. Uh, and we've seen how that has uh, went on with them. But uh, is it, if there is one team, there is, you know, it is the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks have had success. Of course, it hasn't been playoff success because that's a whole, you know, different realm that you're in. And obviously, you know, what would be on the line at that point if you're seeing them as a championship. So um, there are some things that they have not been tested with um, to to answer some of the questions. But out of all the teams, you know, that, that did make the playoffs, and if you were going to pick someone to go up against, you know, the juggernaut that is the Golden State Warriors, uh, Milwaukee is my pick. All right, well... Before I, I get back to Toronto, it's all about the Greek freak, excuse me, but what do you like about Milwaukee? I think at times, obviously, they've had some really good bench roles, bench players coming off scoring. They got the new arena, 
fans are behind them. What do you like about Milwaukee um, just in terms of an organization, uh, Jelani Bodie? Uh, I, I would say uh, it's a it's a myriad of things that that they have done. One, you know, they have identified and you know who their superstar is, who their go to person is, uh, who is going to be their leader, uh, and that is Giannis, and, and he's filled that role. And also, you know, he's he's proven uh, being actually in the running. You know, to me, it's a two man race between him and James Harden. You know, for MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, is that you, you have great supporting staff, you know, and, and these are, are, are probably names. None of them are house, household names, but as far as like basketball names, these are names that a lot of people, uh, know. Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton just didn't show up in the NBA. You know, he's been playing well for the past few years. Uh, they got a kid in Malcolm Brogdon who was, you know, I think a lot of people forget he's a former rookie of the year. Uh, that that is on that team. They added guys who have playoff experience uh, and, and is a, a quality veteran in the NBA, like George Hill and Brooke Lopez, uh, to go with you know Giannis and, and the other nucleus of guys that they got in there. They got themselves a shooter and uh, Nikolai Mirotic. You know, so uh, they've added pieces you know around uh, Giannis that is going to fit into what they're trying to do versus trying to make something work. And then the other thing that I want to give them credit for, uh, and, and I talked about this on my show uh, when it had first happened, is, is uh, Budenholzer. Because, you know, I'm down here in Atlanta, and he was the coach of the mm-hmm. of the Hawks. And, right. yep. <clears throat> and when he stepped out, and, and it was just like, okay, it's a mutual, you know, they said it was a mutual uh, parting of ways. And then less than a week, he ends up in Milwaukee. I'm like, okay, he sees something. There is something there that that he knows about. And and then the pr- proof is in the pudding. I mean, he got here in Atlanta, he got them 60 wins, and now he's in Milwaukee, and he got them, you know, 62 wins. And at, you know, being the best record in the NBA, uh, so he he has that that background, he has that experience, uh, and it was an upgrade from Jason Kidd. I mean, the, the Milwaukee Bucks were seventh. In the uh, in the Eastern Conference last year, and you know to go from seventh, not just in first in your East in the conference, you went to first overall. You know, and, right. and that's not a jump that normally happens. You know, for a team. So uh, some of the moves that they've done, you know, is is um, really good moves, uh, and and it didn't it wasn't them uh, uh, giving away the house you know, to, to make it happen or trying to form a big three. So I like the moves that they've made. Yeah, very good points, man. Now let's flip it over to Toronto here. Um, DeRozan and crew got the win last game or, uh, yeah, last game there. What does Toronto have to do here, you know, to really and finally, Jelani, get over the hump, get to the finals here? You know, obviously they got a big task ahead of them there in Milwaukee, but how can I guess maybe the question? How can Milwaukee win this series, in your opinion, or can they? Uh, well, can Toronto win it? Yeah. Um. Well, the the, the biggest thing is uh, two things: um, bench play. You know, okay. they're definitely going to need their bench. That's what they you know uh, have hung their hat on. So they're going to need bench play. Uh, from guys like Van Fleet and, and uh, Siakam and, and uh, other guys that's coming off the bench. But I think the, the other thing that they are going to need uh, that has been missing 
a consistent Kyle Lowry. And and this he he's had these issues in the playoffs uh before. So it's not anything that's, you know, um out of the norm, you know, for us. But for them to to actually get where they are trying to get to and, and win a championship, uh they're gonna need Kyle Lowry because they depend on him. He is a, a main guy, as he should be. I mean, his his background, he's former All-Star and, and all that, you know, so you are going to expect more out of him than, you know, someone else that would be on the team. So if they can get a consistent Kyle Lowry, that changes everything, you know, for them and as far right. as, like, what they can do, and they're not just dependent on Kawhi. Exactly. And excuse the Freudian slip there, sipping on the bourbon tonight. <laughs> Did not mean to rose it. But uh, let me ask you this here as we go over to the Western Conference. And again, folks, we're finishing up with Jelani Bodie, host of the Wait a Minute show here. Um, you know, Golden State is Golden State, Jelani. Is anybody truly stopping them this year? Truly stopping them? I, to me, the champs are the champs, you know, I, but I would give, I would give Milwaukee, a, a you know, a, a puncher's chance in, in, in doing something. I mean, I wouldn't be scared to pick them, you know, uh, if that is the matchup, but they have shown that they can change up their style. They won, you know, before KD, right. they won with KD. Right. And then, you know, you, you have um, this year, their their whole question was, what are they going to do? Because you got Boogie and all these other guys, you know, that you're top heavy on, so you sacrifice your bench. And they still went into the Western Conference and swept, you know, the the Portland Trailblazers. And I think a, a lot of I think the biggest thing that we forget two things. One is is, is Steph is pretty good, you know, and and it's just yeah, it's just but he the great thing about Steph is that you know he does sacrifice part of his game for other, you know, for other guys on the team, but he still can get his. That's, that's hard to do for, for a player uh, of his magnitude because a lot of it is going to maybe be volume. It's just like, I should be taking those shots. So that's, that's uh, also a good thing. The other thing is we saw this in the, uh, with the Trailblazers is that the old Draymond is back. I mean, I, I can't tell you it, it when he was, he was all over the place. He was wreaking havoc. And, and when he was grabbing those rebounds and he was pushing, you know, the pace, it seemed like he split into three people, you know, and, it, and, and, and Portland didn't know what to do because he was on top of them so fast. And, and we've seen that, you know, before from Draymond, you know, just playing fast. So they, I mean, you got to give them credit when, when guys go down, uh, Iggy was down and everything. They adjust and, and they adapt, and then they do that better than anyone. I know your your listeners are probably going to hate this, and I hate saying it too, but <laughs> yes. it's 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 a la the Patriots. They adjust game by game. Okay, hey, he said it. I didn't, but the man. That's why he's Jelani Bodie. Now, real quick here, angry black man in our chat room here on Spreaker dot com says uh, the Raps need production from Van Fleet, Danny Green. Uh, Basel and Powell Lowry has been okay with Kawhi. Um, he hasn't expected, or excuse me, let me make sure I'm reading that right here. Lowry has been okay with Kawhi. He isn't expected to carry them like past years. And let me ask you this regarding KD, since you know you brought it up a couple times there. 
this whole situation, the the media, you know, for him going there in the first place, he's always going to catch hell. Do you really want to leave if you're KD to go to someplace like, you know, Jungle Brothers, New York Knicks, let's say? I just, I don't know, man. I mean, I get people wanting him to have to prove it on his own. Yeah, I get it. He went to this team that is proving they won with, before him, after him, without him, all that stuff. But do you really want to leave if you're KD? Or let me ask you this, Jelani. Do you want to go to the New York Knicks as opposed to somebody else? There you go, Jungle Brother. I said it. Well, Jungle Brother may like this because I ain't scared. It, it, why not? <laughs> Why not? I mean, why not? It's been done before. LeBron was in a perfect situation in Miami to keep continuing to compete for for championships with the Heat. And he left when he went to Cleveland, a team that had nothing that was certain about it. Kyrie hadn't proved anything. Kevin Love was not there. And he went he went there and, and he brought a championship against, you know, a Golden State team. So for me, why not? Was you know what's wrong with with going to the Knicks at this point? The Knicks seem like they are more stabilized than they've been ever before. Uh, you don't have Derek Fisher as your head coach. You don't Even have with Dolan though, uh, still running the show out there. Well, I think with Dolan is that he's. I think he will actually. I'm not saying totally, but I think he's going to take a back seat and, and finally realize that I need the basketball people to do basketball things you know and and they're in a position you know they're they're not just giving away you know players they're not giving away draft picks or anything like that they have a a a plan you know that they want to execute obviously the zion thing you know didn't you know play in their favor as far as like what they wanted to do but you have a guy if kd wants to come to new york you have an opportunity to possibly get Kyrie or, or uh, someone else to put with him and then add with the young nucleus that, that they have. Uh, and the East is top-heavy. You know, so New York, teams that they got to look out for would be Milwaukee, would be okay. uh, Philadelphia. Boston is not necessarily a guarantee. We just found that out, you know, this year uh, with that team. And then with Toronto, we don't know if Kawhi is going to be there because if he goes to the Clippers or he goes out West, like it's been rumored that he's going to do, that changes that franchise completely. All right. okay. So why not? Why not go to the Knicks? I, you know, I like I said, man, I'm just still kind of curious about Dolan running things out there. I, you know, I get it. You know, people want the Big Apple, all that stuff. I'm not one. I don't think the players necessarily have that same Jones to go to New York like they did back in the 70s and 80s, maybe the early 90s. Because um, they can literally get paid anywhere off of their talents now. Because that was part of the, you know, the, the big thing to go to New York, man. You make it there, you know, you got Madison Avenue and all the endorsements and whatnot. But people can get that nowadays on their own anywhere. So I'm just worried more about the people running the organization, Jelani. So that's why I say that. But hey, let me get you out of here. And in the last couple minutes, folks, Jelani is a Michigan dude. His coach left the Michigan Wolverines, had a stellar do basketball it, program running up there. Beeline's gone, man. What do you think, Jelani? Don't, don't do it, Vince. That, that's <laughs> all right. I, I, I am still sad about that. When, when I got notice of, of what he did, I, I took a step back and I just said, 
somebody got something on them or something. They they forced them out of Michigan. You know, because to me, to to leave Michigan and go to uh, to the Cleveland Cavaliers, I to me, I that wasn't the move. You know. Uh, and, and I guess he has some type of, you know, relationship there that, that he feels confident about. Uh, we've seen that he is, you know, a, a teacher of basketball because uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are, there was no highly recruited top, you know, 10, top 20, maybe not even top 50 player uh, that Michigan recruited, you know, uh, mm-hmm. while Beeline was there. You know, they had really good guys, but he just showed how he could get the best you know, out of the talent that he had. And it, you know, resulted in a national championship experience. I mean, uh, appearance uh, twice under his uh, tutelage. And I want to say maybe uh, Final Four or Elite Eight, you know, under under the other one. So um, he will go to Cleveland. He's going to, you know, be a teacher. Uh, I just hope that they are patient with him and not trying to run him out of there after a year or two. And, and, and Dan Gilbert don't think that they are back you know, uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, yeah, the news that, that saddened me because I really like D-Line as a coach, you know, at Michigan and what he was doing. And I thought he was building the program right and, and maybe being able to get them back and, and compete with Michigan State for recruits. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned there. We'll see what Michigan does. And in a few weeks, you know, when we get the uh, – can't believe we'll be talking that here. Um, we're heading into June soon, but in July, man, I want to get you back on because I got to talk about these Detroit Lions with you, Jelani. Oh, yeah. So we will get you on for that, my man. Well, listen, Jelani, again, thank you so much, brother, for joining us. I will let you get back to the family. Good luck with everything tomorrow, man. And, um, again, Jelani, appreciate it, man. We really – Dig what you're doing with the Wait a Minute Show and give our best to Lopan. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother. Take care. All right, y'all. The one and only Jelani, J.B. Bodie, and Lopan. It's the Wait a Minute Show. Joining the sports governor here. And I am going to... What I'm going to do is I'm just going to get in one more quick break. I'm going to get a couple chats read here. Coach B took a five-year NBA deal, but I do not see the fit. Very good coach. He took the bag uh, from uh, ABM Angry Black Man. Totally did. Grand Verbalizer, my main man, HRAP B from Chi-Town in the house. What up to you, sir? And uh, yeah, yeah, he did, uh, Angry Black. I think maybe, you know, he's in his late 60s. Maybe just wanted to see if he could if he could do the NBA thing before he retired and see if he could have some success at the next level. Warrior hype man, they won one title without KD in six games against an undermanned Cavs team, says Angry Black Man. They will need KD. Blazers were the perfect team with small guards and mediocre forwards, which allowed Draymond to thrive. Big Melvin joins us in the house as well. Appreciate you coming through. Jelani, a Wilder Punch, or a Glass Joe from Tyson's Punch out, punch, man, just crown the Warriors. All right, y'all, let me do this here as I got to tend to a quick microphone issue here. So last break of the show, when we come back, Brian Heights from Minnesota Sports Fan Podcast is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking a little baseball, the Minnesota Twins, 31-16. Nobody saw that coming. Five and a half games up on the lowly Cleveland Indians. And almost 10 games in front of the next place team, the Chicago White Sox. So let me take a look at this board. When we come back, we will get Mr. Brian Heights on the line. 
And stay tuned. Sports Done Right keeps chugging along from the great state of Minnesota. I am the Big Smooth, Vince Wright, the sports governor. And we will be right back. We used to be number 10. Now we permanently one in the battle. Lost my finger. Mike became my arm. Pissed the nozzle. It's a nasal. Blood becomes reform. Tell them, come on, be easy. Now I squeeze this so much. Test why cleft. See that flesh gets scorned. Beats too bad. Make you feel like you ain't wanting to be born, John. Tell your friends, stay the hell out of my lord. Chicken George became dead. George stealing chicken from my form. Yeah, yeah. the dead kitchen. If you're my theosis, then I'm bringing on hate to Cecilia. Nobody shoot me. My body's made a hand grenade. Girl bled to death while she was sunk in the razor blade. That sounds sick, maybe one day I'll ride the horror. Black killer comes to the ghetto. Jackson Acura. Stevie Wonder sees crack babies. Becoming enemies in their own families. I'ma get them coming up when we soon done. Gun by my side just in case I got the rum. A boy on the side of Babylon trying to front like you're down with Mount Zion.
The votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, Sports Governor here. Bear with me one moment. Having some technical issues. Hold on one second here, please. All right, and I hope you can hear me. I got Mr. Brian Heights on the line with us from the Minnesota Sports Fan Podcast. Brian, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Almost as good as these Minnesota Twins, man. So let's just get right to it. Um, obviously, this was not expected, but you know, so far so good, man. What do you What do you think of our Minnesota Twins? Ah, uh, man, it's uh. Well, for before I get started, I just want to give a a birthday shout out to um Ken Herbeck. Today's his 59th oh, birthday, so I just want to say. Happy birthday to Ken Herbeck. And uh, other than that, I mean, this Rocco Baldelli hire is looking a lot better now than a few months ago when before the season started because now we're uh, 31 and 16 and five and a half games up in the division. Seems like we're hitting a couple home runs every night. So I don't know, man. I'm, you know, here in Minnesota, we don't take things for granted. So we just got to enjoy it. Oh, yeah, I mean, um, Odorizzi, Barrios, and Perez all having six wins each already. And crazy enough, that night, uh, the other night when we scored 18, Barrios got a no decision. And, you know, he had like a 15-run lead, which is just crazy. But um, Odorizzi also, his 2.38 ERA, I think, is the biggest surprise for me because in his previous, you know, starts as a twin, it seemed like he threw a lot of pitches, had a lot of walks, and gave up a lot of runs. So this year he just seems to be, I don't know what, what changed. I mean, I know he didn't add any velocity, and I know that one of the stats I read today was he has zero runs allowed in four of his last five starts, which is just crazy. I mean, it's definitely lightning in a bottle right now. We just got to keep keep rolling with it. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I believe it was last year, right, when he had that PED suspension. Was that last year, right? He missed the 80 games. I believe it was last year. But um, you really, we didn't really know what we had with him last year. And uh, now he's still hitting 335, which is third Major League Baseball. I mean, that 
that in itself in his sound defense, it's one of those things where we've always had kind of inconsistencies at short stuff, as we know, like Nishioka. And, uh, I mean, well, you know what I mean? It seems like such an inter- interchangeable position for us. I mean, it seemed like we were plugging in guys there every year to try to JJ Hardy, another name, try to figure it out. But I mean, Polanco seems to have, right, yeah. you know, like put the stakes in the ground and, you know, it's his position and he's just so fundamentally sound at, you know, offensively and defensively. It's definitely a guy that, I mean, coming to the ballpark every night, you know, you're going to get the best out of him and he's just, been amazing i mean what other word can you use but consistent and amazing definitely you just hit the twins on the whole season right there man i mean um you know from max kepler i mean byron buxton you know bat finding ball on a consistent basis and then the wild card uh brian comes back mr miguel sano and so far so good. I mean, everybody was worried about how they were going to get him back into the lineup and what, you know, if he might kind of upset the apple cart. But all of a sudden, man, Miguel comes in and, you know, he's got a couple bombs. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing with Miguel has been obviously his strikeouts and I know he's had a couple of three strikeout games already since being back up here, but I'd like to give him a little time to get acclimated back at the major I mean it's been a while since he played and right. I mean when he's hit it in home runs down in like rookie ball against you know like teenagers you can't really you know look at that as anything more than just at bats but I mean that spot last night coming up like the inning after the Angels tie it and then coming up with a home run I mean it's just another you know bat in the lineup which is crazy to think uh, Garver and Nelson Cruz are both out and yet it's doesn't seem like we skipped a beat as far as the power department. And as for Byron Bucks, and I just want to touch on him for a minute, but it's just such a relief to um, see a confident and whole. I mean, he looks like an entirely different player this year at the plate. Like he doesn't look I, overmatched. And I mean, I totally there's going to be strikeouts. I mean, baseball. At the end of the day, it's hitting a round ball with a round bat. Like you're going to get overmatched sometimes at the plate. But he just seems like a man up there. You know, like a baseball player. Not like he's not. He's not up there hoping he doesn't make a mistake. Like he's just up there putting the ball in play and, you know, using the speed, which there's no one, nobody better in the league, you know, on the base pass than Byron Buxton. So just, again, it's just been fun to watch. Definitely. Well, Hey, we got a question here from our chat room and uh, someone you may know, Mr. Justin extra, my co-host on uh, the, the other show. I do the Minnesota sports podcast with him and Matt Geffrey. He wants to know what's the reason Castro is hitting so well this year. Man, I, you know, I'd like to joke around and say it was, he probably scrolled through Twitter and saw all the twins fans that wanted to get rid of him because we didn't need three (laughs) catchers. (laughs) But, um, I mean, Castro's always been a good player. I mean, and I think a lot of it too has to, it goes off the lineup, you know, when they say when a couple of people are hitting well, you know, when it, a couple of you are eating well, everyone's eating well, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you start seeing balls leave the yard, and you're like, I don't want to be the one guy that, you know, is getting out, making all the outs or not in the home runs. But I think it's top to bottom just a confident lineup. And, I mean, as, you know, baseball fans know, it's like once you get a confident lineup, I mean, anything is possible. I mean, you know, the ball starts looking like a beach ball. You start seeing the release points out of – the pitcher's hand and you just guess right and I mean but again Castro's 
always been a solid player, you know, definitely defensively, but he's always been a good hitter. Just, you know, this year's kind of, he's added some power to it, which is nice. And I mean, with the untimely injury to Garver, I mean, it's actually nice to have Asadio, him and Garver on on the roster because we definitely needed it now. You know, and, and I just want to circle back to Byron Buxton for a quick minute because uh, somebody in our chat room, uh, H Rap B, as he calls himself, the Grand Verbalizer. Uh, he's originally from Chicago. He's got a little Abby with his White Sox hat on here, but I, you know, you really hit it on the head with Buxton. I mean, completely different dude. At least he looks the part. And you know, you you pick the words right out of my mouth because he looks so confident. There's no jittery uh, kind of swinging up there at the box, you know, good swings. He's finding the ball. He's driving the ball out the ballpark. And obviously we we know about his defensive prowess. So if this offense comes around, Brian, it's all, it, it could be over for at least for the division in terms of the twins. But, you know, we got a lot of baseball yet to play. Oh yeah. I mean, um, as far as the division goes, uh, 12 of our games, 12 of our 47 games so far have been against the division. So we've hardly played, right, you know, yeah. we still have 19 games left with the White Sox. So, I mean, that could either mean the division is over early or those teams have our number, you know, we'll, we'll see either way because our schedule, as you're going to see, is going to just get filled up with division games. So, you know, they say that when your division games win at home and go 500 on the road and, this year the twins are 15 and eight at home and 16 and eight on the road. So they're pretty much doing everything, everything right, right now. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's really blown everybody away up here. You just, it's really hard to find any negatives with the team right now. And again, we're with Brian Heights from the Minnesota sports fan podcast and make sure you're following these guys on Spreaker, iTunes, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Especially if you are a Minnesota sports fan, these guys do a great job. Um, freshly credentialed, I think I heard on one of the shows over there at the uh, TCF Bank Stadium for our Golden Gophers as well. So can you keep doing a great job over there too, Brian. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota sports, it seems like we're turning a corner here. So I know we've said that pretty much every five <laughs> right. years that we've been around, but it seems, you know, the right guys are in place around the city and around the state. So, you know, I, all we can do is, you know, just keep showing up and keep hoping. <laughs> <laughs> keep hope alive. Exactly, man. Hey, a couple questions. And then actually I do have a Vikings question for you, but. Oh yeah. You let's, bet. let's talk about Rocco Baldelli, man. The, the manager, as I like to call him with the smoothest name in major league baseball right now. Um, I, I loved him when he was with the Rays, literally because of that name, Rocco Baldelli. I mean, but talk about, you know, oh, yeah. what he has done and in his very, very short time here. I mean, he seems to give the players a little bit more room to breathe. He doesn't he's not, I guess, a disciplinarian is the term I would say. And so far, the players seem to be responding to him just fine. Yeah, we um, actually, I had this discussion with some friends in the, during the hire, and it was like going from Paul Molitor to, you know, an old school guy that played in the league, you know, and has been around and kind of not very much in tune with like the new school era. And then we compare that to Rocco, who is essentially, I mean, 
he knows these guys and, you know, he's been around like this age of baseball. So I think that helps a lot too, as far as communicating with the players. I mean, it's kind of tough for a guy like Molitor maybe to talk to a, you know, a 20 something guy and maybe not be able to connect with him. So I think that has a lot to do with it. And then I think also Rocco coming from uh, Joe Madden in Tampa Bay. I mean, everyone knows Joe Madden, you know, when he was in Tampa, just took that same approach where it was like they were having fun. He wasn't, you know, yelling at these guys. He wasn't doing that. They were just, you know, they had, he had his rules and what they were going to do. And, you know, they all enjoyed it. I mean, the Rays went to a world series. So, I mean, it's kind of that. And then of course what Madden did in Chicago with, you know, breaking the curse of the, the Cubs world series. So, I mean, I think it, I mean, you see it in every sport though, you know, Greg Popovich has all these guys that are on different head coaches now that are leading teams to, you know, playoff wins and all this stuff. And I think it's just, you find what works and, you know, you just go with it until it doesn't work anymore. And I think that's what, what Rocco's brought. And it's, I mean, it's great. It's refreshing. And, you know, he's so, you can tell that he knows what he wants to do and he sticks to it no matter what. And that's so important because even if, you know, you lose the game and it's like, ah, but you go back to it, back to it, back to it. And that points to the twins this year, zero three game losing streaks this year. And I mean, it kind of shows that even when we've lost two in a row, we show up the next day and do the same thing. And, you know, we're winning that game because we haven't lost three in a row yet. So, that's, I mean, I'm, exactly I mean, it's it. easy to be a fan, though, when you're, you know, 31 and 16. So we'll see when, you know, because baseball, obviously, we know it is a long, a long season. So we'll see how things go when we face some uh, adversity because things seem pretty squeaky clean right now. No, I couldn't agree more with you. And, again, Brian Heights. Minnesota sports sports fan podcast joining us here on Sports Done Right with Vince Wright, the sports governor of this great state of Minnesota. Uh, Brian, before I get you out of here, man, and again, thank you so much for taking some time. Um, and real quick, uh, Minnesota Twins fans, we got Pineda on the mound tonight against Cahill. Pineda's three and three. Maybe he's the weak leak. Three and three with the five point five five ERA. There, uh, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I've been a big fan of Pineda. I mean, it's hard to cheer for guys on the Yankees, but, you know, I was always a fan of his. But, right. I mean, coming missing a year of baseball, I mean, I feel like the first two months for him are kind of more like an extended spring training, too, because last year he spent just, you know, rehabbing and doing whatever. So, I mean, he's shown flashes that when his stuff is on, he can, you know, get guys out. But and it's early on in the season, and, you know, we'll see how he goes. But I think if he stays inconsistent, that's where we kind of got to look at. Do we go out and maybe, you know, pitch a guy like Dallas Keuchel or do we bring someone up from Rochester that find a fifth starter? I don't know. But as far as now, I mean, I feel like as long as we're winning, you know, you know, we're winning no three game losing streaks. I mean, he can keep going in there and if he's getting guys out at, on a consistent basis and can lower the ERA, I think he could be a great fifth starter. I mean, He's got the stuff. It's just, you know, being consistent. And that's, as we see with anyone coming back from Tommy John, it, it can be a couple of months, you know, into the season, three or four months into the season until he really has command of his pitches again. So we'll see tonight, though. I mean, if he goes out, you know, everyone will be like, 
that's a great start, or you know, we'll be like, get him out of here. You know how Minnesota <laughs> right, fans work. Exactly. So. All right, man. Well, listen, real quick before I get you out of here, Minnesota Vikings, we, you know, we're coming off the draft year one of Kirk Cousins and, and everything that that was as we ramp into the second season of the, the Kirk Cousins experiment, as I like to call it. How are you, how are you feeling, you know, about the Vikings, the draft, bringing in some new offensive linemen and, um, you know, just early on, not asking for any wild predictions or anything, uh, Brian, but, just as a fan, as someone who, you know, obviously watches the Vikings, um, how do you feel so far with, in my opinion, you know, the Bears getting better? You know, you always got Green Bay out there, Detroit getting a little bit better. How do you feel about our, our purple? Man, I think um, the def- as far as the defensive side goes, losing just Sheldon Richardson, who I kind of viewed as a um, rental player anyway, and uh, – adding Shamar Steffen back from 2017, which he was a big part of our run defense being number two in the league in 2017. And so I think that'll help too. I think the Vikings kind of got away from their defense a little bit in 2018 after that NFC um, championship game. So they felt like they kind of had to make some changes that they didn't really need to make. It was more of like make a tweak here and there. And they felt kind of, like they had to overhaul it, which, you know, I mean, teams get their butts kicked all the time. So I think they kind of overthought it. But as far as the offense goes, I mean, I don't really care who the quarterback is, but when you run out, you know, that 29th offensive line, 30th running game, I mean, you could put any quarterback back there, and I don't think the results are going to be much different. But I really like the aggressiveness of, you know, going forward at 18 with, a guy like Bradbury sliding elf line over to guard, adding Josh Klein at the other guard, and then O'Neal. I mean, I feel like as long as Kirk Cousins has the, you know, like not guys sitting in his lap the entire game, I feel like this team can, you know, be a double-digit win team as long as the running game shows up and as long as, you know, they keep the quarterback clean because, I mean, you know how it is that the quarterback's under pressure the entire year. I mean, what do you expect? By the end of the year, he's going to be seeing ghosts and feeling contact that isn't there. And it kind of just is, you know, it's kind of a that, you know, ripple effect of the whole season where you might see plays from week three last year when Cousins was confident and stepped up and made a good throw. And then by week 15, he's in that same spot and there's no pressure but he like ducks and tries to run or throws it away or throws a pit you know you can just I mean it's seeing ghosts it happens every year for you know multiple teams quarterbacks get beat up and all goes back to the running game I mean if we can't control the clock and we're you know can't run the ball and what do you expect I mean defenses know we're not going to run it so what do you do you have your defense pin their ears back and just rush the passer I mean it's pretty self-explanatory if you watch Right. You know, a highlight video of the 2018 Vikings, what teams did. They shut down the run early and just, you know, send pressure at Cousins, and that's essentially all you had to do. Well, now we have a guy in here. He goes by the the moniker of Jungle Brother. He's a New York Knicks, a New York everything fan, huge Yankees fan. He's calling our twins the best team in AAA baseball here in the chat room. And real quick, before I let you get out of here, 
give me a moment or two on the Yankees, why they suck, why nobody gives a damn about them, and why they should be wiped <clears throat> off the face of the earth. The Yankees? Man, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, You know, they punished us so badly in the early 2000s, <laughs> oh, no, you know, I being Twins fans. It's like, I don't know, I'm kind of just numb to them now, but. I mean, it is kind of cool to see them finally actually develop their own players, you know, which is kind of rare. I mean, they still bring in all these free agents and stuff. But you remember yeah. back in the day when they would stack up, like, every good player on every baseball team would, you know, join the Yankees, you know, around the trade deadline, and they would just go for it. But I don't know, man. I just I just want the Rays to win the division, and, I, you know, we can make fun of them that way. Like, you can't even beat the Rays and – no one even wants to go to the Rays home games. So I hear I don't you, know. man. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. This was great. I'm glad we finally got to talk. Me and Brian have been kind of, you know, communicating via the tweets and whatnot. And I'm, I'm so glad Justin Ekstrom out there introduced us. And before you get out of here, my friend, tell the people about your show and where they can find you on social media. Oh, yeah. It's just the uh, Minnesota sports fan um podcast and i'm just on twitter at at b Hines. it's b underscore h-e-i-n-t-z-z and uh yeah we're just give us a follow along on there and we're always talking sports we're always throwing out crazy hot takes and you know kind of starting some crazy on there as you know minnesota sports twitter is uh like no one's ever seen before so yeah you know we're <laughs> it's just always fun. doing doing we're just doing the Lord's work, you know, every day on, on uh, Twitter. So, <laughs> but I appreciate you having me. We'll have to get together again sometime and chat. Absolutely. Hey, I'll let you get back to you, to your family, man. Thank you so much, Brian. We'll talk real soon. All right. Pr- Take All right. Care. Cool, man. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, folks. Brian Hines, like the catch up. Joining Vince Wright, your sports governor. Mm. Had to grab a little water here to mix with the burbs, the bourbons. All right, y'all. Jungle Brother in here talking all kinds of nonsense as we wrap up another edition of Sports Done Right. Twins got to pay the AAA luxury tax. Jungle, shut up. <laughs> all right, shut up. <laughs> I get it. And then that's the one thing. I can talk about your Knicks. I can talk about your Giants. For the most part, though, you know, the Yankees are the Twins' daddy. Um, We went out there. I think we split. No, we may have lost that series too earlier this year, but we're going to get them, Jungle. We are going to get them. But as of now, and by the way, Jungle Brothers Yankees are up 11-4 over Baltimore in the bottom of the ninth. Props to them, 29 and 17. Just checking out the box score for you, Jungle, real quick. Uh, who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? Aaron Hicks with a couple hits. Uh, Torres with a couple. And LeMahieu with three hits so far tonight for your Yankees. Uh, German pitch five innings anyway. That's about as much Yankee talk as you'll get on the sports done right. But Minnesota Twins, 
Could it be the year? Let's you know, let's hope so, man. Just be competitive this summer. Let's make it fun to go out to Target Field if we ever do get another nice day. Uh, I'm looking out the window right now. It is rainy. It is cold. And it's finally supposed to warm up this week, but more rain coming. Hopefully it clears out for the Memorial Day weekend. And if if they can just be competitive, if it can just be fun to go watch the games and have them mean something this summer, it'd be it would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun. The Twins right now got a lot of fun players, a lot of great, great pitching being displayed right now. But as Brian and we were just chatting, man, there is a long, long way to go. And we'll see what happens there. So um, outside of that, Brooks Kepka on the PGA front won the PGA Championship. Tiger Woods not even a factor. And I had a feeling this may be the case because, number one, you can't go into a major having not played. He hadn't played in a month or so since he won the Masters, and I get it. I'm sure it took a lot out of him, all that stuff, but you got to play. So as much as I wanted, as we, as most of the world wants Tiger to win, especially when it comes to majors, I didn't think it was going to happen. Now, now, nobody saw Brooks Kepka coming in and dominating from start to finish, hitting the ball 600 yards and all this stuff. But Tiger, if you want to compete in the U.S. Open here in a few weeks at the at the prestigious and beautiful Pebble Beach Golf Course, where he has won plenty of times. You're going to have to play, man. You're going to have to play a tournament or two. And they said he may have been under the weather and all that stuff. Look, it was what it was. He hadn't played. And Beth Page Black is the wrong course to come back on if you have not played golf <laughs> since you, you know your last tournament. So, uh, But we'll see what happens as uh, Tiger moves on in his quest here. Brooks Kapka, by the way, has won four of the past eight majors in the past two and a, what two and a half, three years. So he is not one to be messed with at all. Uh, props to him. It's just that golf is still ruled by Tiger Woods. And it has been amazing because we have tried. They have tried to give us the next person, so to speak. I won't say the next Tiger Woods, but that next person was going to be Rory McIlroy for a minute. It's going to be Ricky Fowler, you know, Ricky coming out when he started with the cool golf outfits and the orange and the purple and the Puma and all that stuff. And while, you know, Jordan Spieth, he was the dominant one. He went on a little bit of a major run there. And now all these guys are falling back and Brooks, Brooke Kepka is the next guy. Now, the thing that's been different about Brooke or Brooks Kepka is he seems to have found the mental side of the game to where he can truly hone in and really kind of shut everybody else out. Now, he's not the indestructible machine, although he's playing like it, but we will see as we move on. So congratulations to Kepka. Tiger, you got to play if you want to win, especially in major form. Jungle Brother, nobody cares about your Knicks. Jungle Brother, nobody cares about your Yankees. Until we see them again. Jungle Brother, come on up to Minnesota, man. When the Yankees come into town, 
Gov will get you in a beautiful, beautiful box seat. Come on through, man. Drive the big rig to Minnesota. Come on through. All right, folks. Well, with that being said, 9 o'clock, I'm going to get on out of here. Great, great show. I want to thank Jelani Bodie, host of the Wait a Minute Show. And make sure you follow Jelani. On Spreaker, make sure you follow him. And let's see, Jelani, his Twitter handle, at Jelani4, J-O-L-O-I-N-I-4, Jelani4. And then again, I also want to thank the one and only Brian Heights from Minnesota Sports Fan Podcast joining us. And again, his Twitter, at B underscore Heinz, H-E-I-N-T-Z-Z. Again, at B underscore H-E-I-N-T-Z-Z. All right. Again, Brian Jelani, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor from the great state of Minnesota, coming to you from the governor's mansion, deep in a remodeled, probably sounding very echoey situation room. Putting in some new monitors, some new microphones, and we'll be up and running next week with a whole new scene. You guys, thank you so much. Another fun edition of Sports Done Right. Make sure you're listening on iTunes, Spreaker, XSquadAffiliates.com. Make sure you're listening on TuneIn Radio and Stitcher as well. And again, thank you guys so much. This is a podcast. I just want to thank everybody out there who really helps make the show great. Everybody listening, all the guests that come on, the fans that are always hitting me up, uh, throwing questions our way, this, that, everything else. So um, thank you guys so much. Again, make sure you follow the show on Facebook, Sports Done Right. Um, Instagram, Sports Done Right. You can follow me at the Big Smooth One on Twitter and Vince Wright on Facebook. With that being said, let's get on out of here, y'all. Have a great night. We'll talk to you next week. Go Saints. Well, I'm kind of been rained out here in terms of Saints baseball, so hopefully the weather will cooperate. Uh, Saints in town this week. Hopefully, if the weather cooperates, go check them out over at CHS Field. If the weather does not cooperate, I think they are in town till Sunday before they hit their first road trip as well. So... Thank you guys so much. I am Vince Wright. Keep it tuned to Sports Done Right for all your Minnesota sports news. And also check out the Minnesota Sports Fan Podcast over there with Brian and, and his crew. And our and the other show that I co-host with two fine young gentlemen, uh, Justin Ekstrom, Matty G, as we call him, Matt Geffrey, the North Star Sports Podcast. With that being said, make sure you go to xsquadaffiliates.com as well for all my podcasting buddies and partners over there. And with that, I'm gone. Have a good week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.